the Weekly Hijack. Hello, everyone. This is Once Upon a Time edition. This episode was... The Siege Perilous, I believe. The Siege Perilous. Interesting title. I'm not sure how I feel about this one. I'm a little little torn. So I want to hear from some other people's opinions here first. Honestly, I kind of... I'm really intrigued. I'm really ready to see... Like, I'm like, let's see where this is going. I'm, I'm really interested in... Dark Emma playing hook like that for that was it was very Rumpelstiltskin like yeah. in retrospect. Just know, to get the get the cutlass. Yeah, yeah, the look for something that he would have touched. So before. they could do the healing spell that Bell already half made. Yeah, I mean that was really intriguing, and I mean, and I really liked the hook and Emma conversation there. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he cut through her temptations pretty well. Yeah. Which was nice to see too. Uh, yes, which was <laughs> it was really cool to see. You know, you know, cutting to the truth of the what was really going on as best as he could. But speaking of the truth of things, I'm a little disappointed that they started taking Arthur in this dark direction, and, and that's partly because I was I was enjoying the charming story because we haven't had a good charming story in it feels like a long time, and it was fun to see this little adventure thing between the two of them, and then for him to kind of backstab and I was like oh that kind of kind of hurt i'm with you well here's where i disagree i like the charming arthur thing the bromance yeah i thought that was fine i actually kind of enjoyed it it was very what romance was, like i liked the episode until like this oh i'm prince charming and i I've always worried about being remembered as only this guy who kissed this girl all these years ago I'm like what? <laughs> well, I, I thought. Who is this character you're talking about? <laughs> like, that to me was incredibly lame. Well, it was, and that, from him starting the romance to becoming this night thing was like 10 minutes. I don't know. If they wanted to do this, I don't mind the night thing. I could have gotten into that and whatnot, but, like, his, like, insecurity about not being knightly enough and being princely enough. Is not in his character in any way, shape, or form. Well, uh, I, I don't know about that. I, because... I, I kind of liked it just because it was almost playing on the well, well, on the had... sense that the audience has that he doesn't do anything anymore. Know, but it was too fast. <laughs> okay, it that may just be. Like, right away, it was like, oh, and I've had this deep-seated thing about only being the wife, the husband of this girl for all these years. What? No, you've been a really busy guy. Like, stuff is not, like, it just seemed to come out of nowhere for me. And But I agree also that I, I didn't like the Arthur thing turning bad. It, it's one of those things we see all the time. There's this new character, they're friendly, you get this new thing, and then, boom, we, oh, ha-ha, we look, we do, it's the other way around. And it's like, oh. I know, I personally. Can't we just have another good guy. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything wrong with having an actual good person? Yeah. You know. And and on top of that, the line about we can't get home, we're gonna turn this into our own Camelot is very much to me like uh, the Star Wars. It it can only mean one thing: invasion. Like really, you've been there for two days or a day and a half, a couple of days. Like, yep. There's no way to get back to Camelot. <laughs> we're gonna take this place now, over. This is just the way we're going. Now yeah. here, I I agree with the with the like do Camelot thing. Like that's just weird. Um, and I like I like the night thing with uh, David. Except given the siege perilous, I'm like seriously, you've known him for like ten minutes. 
exactly. Yes, that. Yeah, the uh, the the seat thing was like, wait, no, you're not gonna. But what? Really? Seriously? Like, I mean, now, and if yeah. if if Arthur is trying to manipulate them the whole time, then it sort of makes it like uh, no, over. Wait, and that would okay. make more sense to me if they played it as charming, felt bad, and he needed a quest and stuff, and so Arthur. You know, was like, okay, we'll I'll buddy up and do this thing. But Arthur is then taking advantage of a situation he didn't set up. And he uses it to an end that he already had set up. Which is where I have a problem with those kind of things. Because he didn't plan. He's capitalizing on something he didn't plan. Had he started it instead of... You could have skipped the whole charming thing about him being self-conscious about this thing. You could have started this whole romance and this thing, and hey, look, we're you know we're a, a lot the same and this not and and enjoyed that, and then you know said no, you should have this throne, you should do this thing, and and charming would have been like you know like no no oh I I really appreciate it and I don't know you know and played it off more as like an honor that he wasn't necessarily like searching for mm. to me would have felt more realistic to Charming's character, and you could have got a little tiny hints about Arthur not being completely honest, so it wasn't just one of those honest, 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 boom, evil. And you're like, uh, Well, here, I'm going to disagree. I'm going to disagree on the, I personally am kind of intrigued by the bad Arthur, and here's why. Because to me, like, I, I get the whole, like, it's good, bad. To me, he's not a bad Arthur. He's an uber-nationalistic Arthur. And to me, that's interesting because I don't think he's... I think he's playing this grayer where he's good, but he will protect his, his country above all things. And to me, that could be an interesting okay. thing. I, I can see how that could be an interesting thing. I would have preferred they built that into the character in little parts earlier... Seeing more his, of his na- uh, nationalism, you know. Well, I mean, they did a little bit in this, you know, talking about how competitive he is and all this. I mean. Yeah, but not in the same way. Because to me, it felt just like, boom, he's evil. Yeah, I, I didn't okay. get that sense. I'm, I'm okay well, if he's more nationalistic. That, that is a, an unexplored thing that I could be okay with. But it, to me, felt like one of those same old, like, okay. Like, if you're going to go to the extremes of having one of your underlings, like... Kill himself. Kill himself. Yeah. Then, like, you, you've you really crossed a, a major line there. That's, that's like... Well, but here's... It, well, no, I agree. But the thing is, apparently Camelot's like that because the servant was willing to do it. I mean, Camelot is this thing that they're like, for... You know, the servant's like... For Camelot, and he's like, okay, he bought into it. He didn't have to get con into it. And they talked about this whole, you know, they were very vague about the Lancelot thing. And I really felt like there was a, a different story than what than what David was implying in there. And then when then Lancelot comes back, and I'm like, oh, maybe there will be a different. It was kind thing. of funny that he was. It was one of the few times they've actually referred to. Yes, there are all these stories about you, and the stories I've heard from the stories say they, that this happened. Yeah, and, then... and, and and Arthur was very vague. He never actually said anything in particular. Like it was a difficult time, and part of it had to do with me. Um, I mean, so there's a lot of. I mean, I think there are hints in this episode that things are a little not evil, but just Arthur is. Per- He's well, very, we, we had yeah. seen in a, in a previous episode that he was sort of like, he sort of had his own agenda. We had seen that. I just, 
I don't know. It just it it just seemed to cross a major line this time. Like I could, I could even see like okay, stealing the mushroom. You know when he first because we first yeah. saw that show that the Guinevere is like, well, okay. It just I don't know. The, now, the, the, I agree with you. If you wanted, I agree. It made him look more evil. They they did some things that made him go from his own agenda to being like a bad guy. And yeah. It, and if they wanted, they made him a bad guy, which I think is the difference. If you wanted to make him a not like a more neutral, like a he's got his own agenda, right? Versus yeah. he's on the dark side, you know. That's yeah. where I think the killing, having him him kill the servant, I think mm. really kind of went too far. It, it's it's sort of like uh, <laughs> to use one of our favorite illustrations. Londo Malari going from you know your oh. your kind of your civil disputes yeah. with Narn to sending a force to slaughter a bunch of Narn. It's like you've crossed the line there, and it's hard to really justify that from strictly a nationalistic no, standpoint. No, and I and I argue with that. I'm I'm I guess I'm curious to see how they develop Arthur. And I mean, he didn't actually make the guy take the thing. The guy did it of his own free will, if you want to oh, do that. Okay. But no, I'm just saying that obviously there's this thing that it's not just Arthur. There's a whole cabal of people I, inside I, Camelot. I am less optimistic about how well they're going to do that than you are. <laughs> to turn, I, think that's a, I think that's a neat idea. I think the yeah. natu- nationalistic Camelot idea is a neat idea. Yeah. I don't have faith that they've done it in a in a smart and interesting way. To get all to switch topics real quick, you know, all last season was all about the villains are going to be good and good is going to be villainous, and they're actually playing it well so far this season. I mean, in some it's, ways, it's that good Swan, good Swan is evil, mm-hmm. and that Gold so, might actually be become a good person. Yeah, in a in a in a real way, not in this like I never changed any of my stuff. I'm just written differently, sort of thing that was very. In, unsatisfying. Remarkable thing about Gold there, real quick. Uh, again, a testament to the actor uh, who, whose name I can't think of off the top of my head. But as, as soon as he woke up, it's like that is Rumpelstiltskin. It, it, like he immediately had the the very kind of cowardly. He's like, yeah. "Oh, you're I'm not the dark one. It's you." And, and like he wasn't Mister Gold, the high and mighty in charge anymore. Yeah. He was Rumpelstiltskin, the the poor crippled peasant. Again. I am and it was really cool. interested in what they're gonna do with him. The writers are in a tough spot because everyone knows he's absolutely best as as the Dark One. Mm. But seriously, can you give him the Dark One again and he be part of you and part bad and have this thing with Bell and I mean this everyone I mean I, I sadly wanted- people will be some viewers will be okay with that and stuff, but it's just like please don't. <laughs> you can't do that. Yeah. But you can't have him if he's not going to be... I mean, he's not going to be a good character if he's not in some way... Yeah, they can't... Dark. Well, that's why they, ha- they have the, the know, talking guy, which helps. But you can't have him forever. To, no. re- to do a resolution for the season, or even ask... I don't even know how they're going to play it. Emma's not going to be able to be the Dark One forever. That's not going to yeah. happen. Well, and I think they said in that link that you sent us that the Dark Swan is... They're still doing like a, a little arc. And they consider Dark Swan an arc, you know, just like they've done in the last couple of seasons where they have like one half. half uh, yeah, like yeah. almost half. So, which made me wonder that very thing is like, well, don't really want Rumpelstiltskin to become Dark One again. They almost need to, like, the Dark One needs to be done. Like, we need to be done with the Dark One. There isn't one. I don't know how you're going to play Gold then. 
You know what I mean? Because his character is so great as a dark one. But they just need to be done with that story. It needs to close the book on it. Yeah. And and unfortunately, that's another reason why it would be... I mean, dealing with the darkness would be a good finale for the show overall. This season should should have been the final season. The flashbacks are still working for me, generally. Uh, And everyone feels like they're doing something very semi-important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had the other than the problem I had with Charming. It was interesting. How often do you get to see a, a conversation between Hook and Robin Hood? I know that's all for all. That is, as much as I love Robert Carlo, unless his yeah. name, Rumble Stilskin, not having him in the picture largely for a while allows some of the other characters to do more things. More dwarves. <laughs> yeah. Nick is, is rooting for a dwarf revolution next, next ne- season. Next arc, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I love Hook. Yeah. I am surprised at how I mean and I was one of the times I watched watching it this time, oh when he was when they were doing the scene with Emma and him on the boat, I'm like, this is Captain Hook? Like, <laughs> like if you would if your kid had only ever seen or heard the Captain Hook from Peter Pan, done that, and then you're like, Oh yeah, and there's this hook, he falls in love with this person and he saves all these people and he does this thing, they'd be like no. no. Yeah. No. Some of their best characters are the ones that they really push beyond their yeah. initial. Yeah. Hook has, has really very little similarity to the actual yeah, Captain he, Hook. He does now. Like, he's like, a great ca- I, like I, he has I, a hook. That's about it. Yeah, I really enjoy. <laughs> to jump all the way back to the beginning discussion, I will say too that one thing that probably was leading Charming to feel kind of incompetent um, the whole time. I mean, he has gone through. He hasn't really been able to protect like his daughter like at all through the whole thing you know he, he's constantly having to rely on her to save people so i think i think there's a lot of history of he's done a lot of heroic things but he's been kind of overwhelmed lately by so, magic by magic yeah and there's not he, he's not too he's great against like physical you know things but certain magic things see and that makes more sense if you go into the protection of yeah of of emma or something that way but like but he feels like he'll only be remembered as this guy who pissed Snow White. I think it's probably no motivation for me. I, I mean, I, that to me just didn't seem like real motivation. I think it's probably a case where they tried to include a lot of ideas in one story, and it was hard to give proper balance and yeah. reasoning for all of them. But okay, we better wrap the, this up. Main flaw of the season that the wrap up of the giant monster is always like either hold hands or let's give him a chair that no one has. It's almost too much. <laughs> but other than that, a lot, the, but but a lot of the other things are working decently. Uh-huh. Yeah. So. All right. All right. We're done. Uh, stay tuned for an- another episode next week of Once Upon a okay. Time, and make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes and, and Stitcher and YouTube. YouTube. Yep. That goes for the Weekly Hijack and its sister or host parent parent. Yeah. Pod, parent. Yeah. Parent uh, podcast. Your old trains of thought. Until next time, this is Tim. This is Nick. And Zach, as it was over there, you heard a lot of it. Bye. Bye.